0: I cried for so long, so long, then uh, after that, all that I can see is blank darkness around me. There was a silence, scary silence, and I cannot hear anything.
1: Welcome to The Serendipity Stories. I'm your host, Isol Kim, here to share the beauty of life's most unexpected moments. In this episode, Rafia Sultana and her serendipity story begins with a discarded newspaper that brought her hope, despair, and ultimately, purpose. It takes us to a windowsill of a high-rise apartment. It was just an ordinary day.
0: It was Thursday night around 1.30am I guess. Uh, I was in my living room. My daughter was sleeping in another room. It was dark night and uh, uh, one of my <laughs> leg was hanging outside the window and another leg was hanging inside the window. I was sitting and I was sitting and thinking not so good about myself
1: and uh, I wanted to jump out of the window. What led Rafia to contemplate suicide that night? It turns out that her pain stemmed from a dream. A dream that she had nurtured since she was six years old. A dream she was not allowed to have. I'm from India. It's a a small
0: town in India, in Andhra Pradesh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, tiny streets. (laughs) The moment you step out, you can see everyone, people
1: gazing at you. It, It was a bit friendly. She lived in a modest home with no running water, an outhouse, and two dim light bulbs. Oh,
0: (laughs) it's a tiny house. Uh, We had just three rooms, and we were seven members in our family. We were all living together, and all of us, we sleep in the same room.
1: (laughs) Career aspirations were not in the cards for Rafia, a little girl living in a conservative village. What were girls expected to be and do in your community? all that is expected is definitely to
0: be a good mother good wife and they will groom you mentally physically and emotionally completely so that later on once you grow 16 or 17 you you uh, you turn out to be a good wife mother um, or or like a trophy <laughs> you know you can be a trophy wife uh, to your husband we we our education is a luxury for us so Uh, We need to really work hard to educate ourselves so that uh, we can get scholarships. And I loved, loved to go to school. And somehow um, it was also helping me to forget and um, escape from what all happening
1: at home. So quietly I was pursuing my education. Thankfully I was doing well. It's okay. Despite their poverty and the cultural expectation that girls shouldn't focus on their education, Rafia's mother was always her cheerleader my mother had to
0: do a small-scale business so that she can educate us because we were three girls and uh, technically we were not so we were not allowed to go to uh, pursue higher education and uh, nobody really bothered whether we are doing well in our education but my mother was keen so
1: even though she was not educated she made sure that three of us are educated Rafia's mother was also very resourceful, patient, and compassionate. She wasn't educated, but she worked hard to make ends meet so she could pay for her children's schooling. She would even bring home discarded newspapers from their neighbor's food stall so that her children could practice reading. One day, Rafia picked up one of these newspapers, and something caught her eye. When I was,
0: I think, six or seven, um, I got a tiny newspaper from our neighbors. In that, I saw a tiny piece of paper where it was mentioned that first Indian woman in space, and her name was
1: Kalpana Chawla. The year was 1997, and Kalpana Chawla was part of a six-person astronaut crew that flew the Space Shuttle Columbia flight STS-87 orbiting around Earth. Rafia read the crinkly greased article about the space hero, staining her fingertips with ink.
0: For a second, I was amazed to see that picture. I had no idea what what exactly space works, how it works. I have no idea, nothing. But one thing it came into my heart and mind, and it stuck so deeply that yes, this is what I wanted to be, an astronaut. Yes, it was totally unexpected for a girl like me who is born in such environment to even think about completing her education. But this was highly impossible. I had no other resources besides this tiny newspaper. But that, that day onwards, it became my, that became my life. <laughs> this is what I wanted to be. And I wanted,
1: I will do everything that takes to become an astronaut. After the break, we follow Rafia's journey to become an astronaut and how she found herself dangling outside of her window. Serendipity Stories is brought to you by PeopleRise, a catalyst of innovative transformation projects for individuals and organizations. PeopleRise creates safe spaces and social processes with deep people involvement. If you or your organization are looking to explore authentic ways of collaboration and horizontal leadership, visit www.peoplerise.com. We're also sponsored by birthbabybody.com, a hub of online classes for expectant and new parents. Whether you're looking for an infant massage class to help your baby sleep better or want to prepare for postpartum, Birth Baby Body's credentialed instructors deliver modern online classes right to your couch. To access quality parenting education videos, use code serendipity to get your first class for free at birthbabybody.com. Rafia Sultana was a girl from humble beginnings who had a moonshot dream to become an astronaut. She worked quietly and diligently toward her dream. She was the first in her family to graduate from high school. Then she followed in the footsteps of many astronauts and went to college for engineering. The path was anything but easy. I really did not have a
0: table for sitting and writing. So sometimes I'll sit on the mat, sometimes I'll sit on the floor. When I had to do this drawing sheets, like when I was in my engineering first year, I had to draw the big drawing sheet. So what I'll do, I'll put that drawing sheet on the floor. I'll take four stones so that I can
1: um, keep it fixed and I can finish my drawing. So you had this dream from age 6 to 21. You worked your whole life to get to uh, yeah. work oh. for the astronaut. But did you tell anyone about your dream of becoming an astronaut?
0: Never. Never, ever. Um, first thing, as I said, I, I have always been a someone who never shares anything and quiet. But besides, I think, I don't know, it's a fear or a... Or a um, Lack of confidence. I never shared with anyone because I, deep inside my heart, I was thinking that nobody will understand if I tell this. And before understanding, nobody will accept even, like, I mean, and nobody will encourage even.
1: While keeping her dream a secret, Rafia reached a new incredible milestone. She landed a prestigious job at an aeronautics company. The day after Rafia began her new job, she got a phone call from her mother. So basically, you were working at a firm that was on the pathway for you to become an astronaut and then your yeah. mom due to social pressure pushed you into an arranged marriage
0: um i think i Fully cannot blame the culture or the mom or, no, not mom mom at all. I mean, she have no thing, not the culture or society. I think it's a part of me. If I want, I could have said no. I never had that confidence to say no or express what I want or
1: what I don't want. The arranged marriage was part of fulfilling family duties. Rafia didn't want to let her mother down, who had worked so hard to support her all her life. Out of deep respect for her mother, Rafia quit her job and agreed to the arranged marriage. She was waking up 3 a.m. every day, and she was working until 12
0: night. She was taking care of us, four of us, cooking for us, and she had zero help. She was doing everything for us. So I was doing my part so that at least all her hard work should not be wasted.
1: In the Western world, we have (laughs) very little concept of what what an arranged marriage feels like obviously you accepted it but describe what it felt like to someone who has never experienced an arranged marriage
0: oh i i met my husband even talked face to face on the day of my marriage (laughs) a night after the marriage is uh, done so how it felt um I don't know. Uh, Frankly, there are only two things that was there in my mind. Somehow I felt like maybe I can pursue my education after my marriage. One thing. Um, And also, I was, I don't know, somehow I was being positive that maybe I can pursue
1: and continue my job or something. At age 23, Rafia would meet her husband for the first time on her wedding day. Remember, up until a few days ago, Rafia had been focused on one goal and one goal only. To become... An astronaut. But soon after the ceremony, Rafia became pregnant with her daughter. Her life changed so quickly, and it was hard for her to process it all. Immediately, when I conceived my
0: daughter, and uh, besides, uh, icing on the cake is I was married to my husband. He's a, he's a sailor. So it's like three months he'll be sailing, and three months, uh, one or two months, he'll be at home. So I was a young. <laughs> Young girl, ambitious girl, whose life totally changed to the unexpected phase. And uh, young mother, who is not even prepared to be a mother and who don't know how to be a mother. And living in different parts of the world with him, alone, most of the time, like a single parent, because he will be away. It's a lot to take, of course, definitely. It's, just, it's not only about just the marriage. It's it's so many things at the same time happened. I did not even get the opportunity to think and even mourn for what all happened. <laughs> it's not so difficult for me to adapt to whatever given to me. I, I was highly adaptive, but deep inside my heart, it was killing me,
1: yes. It was killing me, yeah. Rafia forced herself to stop thinking about her career so much. But deep down, she felt unheard and all alone. Nobody will understand uh, my dreams. Nobody
0: will understand my loss. Nobody will understand what I am going through. It was a deep emotional trauma that I was trying to ignore and replace by being, replace my thoughts and my life and my schedule by being busy with doing everything, you know, like a family, like, like everything that like a mother does, like, like a housewife. So I think that deep pain inside me, I, I think I was facing slowly, but I was just trying to suppress it.
1: Uh, I was so surprised the way I behaved. She recalled that night when she decided her life was just too unbearable. It was dark night and uh, uh, one of my (laughs) leg
0: was hanging outside the window and another leg was hanging inside the window. I was sitting and I was sitting and thinking not so good about myself and uh, I wanted to jump out of the window. (sighs) That was, uh, I was not even responsible about my child who is sleeping next to my room.
1: Um, Right before she jumped, Rafia's husband noticed her on the edge of the window and pulled her back into safety, just in time. They faced each other in the living room, both shocked at what had just happened. That moment, um,
0: luckily my husband came from nowhere, I don't know, because it was already night. He dragged me inside and uh, I was... In my living room, shouting and shouting so loud because I have always been quiet. I think that was the first time in my life. I've been shouting a lot. I cried for so long, so long, and I was shouting so loud. After that, um, all that I can see is blank darkness around me. There was a silence, scary silence, and I cannot hear anything. And there was only one question in my mind, like, what is the purpose of
1: my life? Is this how it has to end? After so many years of being quiet and suffering alone, Rafia needed to understand why, what had led her to contemplate suicide in the first place. She started her journey from a point of self-discovery toward a path to self-mastery? First thing I I had, definitely I had no answers to
0: the question. So eventually I wanted to find answers. But besides everything, I did one thing which I have not been doing, that is loving myself, putting myself as a priority, putting my own happiness or thought as a primary priority than anything else in this world. So I did that at least, uh, so as part of that, I started taking care of myself. I started exercise, and uh, I started, I got into psychology. I, I, of course, throughout, my, throughout this process, I never stopped learning.
1: To get the answers she needed, Rafia went back to her first true love, education. With her husband's support, she pursued a master's in neurolinguistic programming. This would allow her to better understand the psychology behind human behavior, which she was fascinated by.
0: So one, I promised myself that first of all, I will be the better person no matter what happens in my life with the best possible given resources that I have at that point of time. I will do everything it takes to be better, at least to be a positive person because I was highly negative about everything that is happening in my life. So slowly, uh, I pursued my education. I started taking, taking care of myself. I started understanding completely what was happening to me, why I was behaving a certain way. I, was, I kind of started getting more and more answers.
1: In parallel, she used her pain, past experiences, and newfound hope to pursue a career dedicated to helping others. This is also what began Rafia's own healing process.
0: So fast forward 10 years. Today, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a speaker, professional speaker, trainer, and coach who helps others to get rid of the negativity in their life and transform their life.
1: Rafia began coaching informally. It began with a volunteering gig with other women who had lost their voice and confidence. She continues this one-on-one work with people today, now as a professional life coach. Rafia's speeches on emotional resilience and personal leadership have also resonated with corporate clients. Her latest coaching methodology is aptly named An Astronaut's Perspective. An astronaut's perspective. What is an astronaut's perspective?
0: When astronauts look back the Earth from the moon, it changes the worldview. This is what exactly I want to do with my unique methodology and astronaut's perspective based on the life-changing experiences, research, case studies and learning about human behaviors in my life, that if we can change our perspectives to change the way we perceive our difficulties during change and uncertainty, we can turn every change in our life into an opportunity for growth. And that growth is not complete if we are focusing only on the materialistic achievements. And the growth is complete when we achieve holistic growth, living our true
1: life purpose
0: that is inclusive and for the better world.
1: Rafia continues to be a spark of serendipity and a catalyst for change for many others. But I had to ask Rafia how she felt about her own life changes. Rafia, do you regret not becoming an astronaut? Not anymore. I think I crossed
0: that level. Yes, initially, I won't say that no. Because for a long time, it was a part of my life. It still is a part of my life. But what I'm doing now, I am in a position to help many people. If I'm achieving the dream, that all that happiness belongs only to me. But if I'm living my purpose, I'm living
1: for the people. That was Rafia Sultana from Singapore on how she turned her broken dream into a passion and a purpose for helping others find their voices, just as she found hers. Learn more about Rafia's transformational coaching at www.neuroexcel.org. That's N-E-U-R-O-E-X-C-E-L.org. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Isol Kim. Ben Severance and Nora Kanitas-Boydell are our co-producers. Editing also by Nora. Don't forget to subscribe to the Serendipity Stories and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at serendipitystories.podcast.